gonna start like this ladies and gentlemen let's go when this shit came on in the movie burner boy got one i was like oh shit i thought last last was it nah go see black panther y'all Shits with a dip though. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Make me mad. When my you could do when you're feeling like you're screaming really loud. Now when this came on though. I know I know you were smiling when this shit came on. Had us underwater looking at the sun. How the fuck they do that? My fault. I'm spoiling shit. This shit sound like Billie Eilish and Bad Bunny had a, uh, a baby in. <laughs> Bad Bunny. Yeah. Automatically, I'll Shazam this shit. I already had the album in my phone. In the movie, Shazam it. Like. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. I did not give this album enough attention when it first came out. So I got to play a couple of joints from it for y'all. This shit right here. Nah, they went crazy. They went stupid. Ridiculous. I don't know if it's better than the first one, but I got to take the other. Like, I'm about to make my custom album of this. That one's going to be better than the first one. I know it's selfish. 
I can't help it. These lyrics are stupid. If I fall down tomorrow, then there's no one to blame. Water mm. under the bridge. That's one of our more powerful blacks. Imagine if I needed some advice you never gave. Imagine if I end up on the path you never laid. They say you're hearing spirit like I'm meant to let it fade. Life gave me lemons, I can't make it lemonade. Nope. Blood on my hands, but for you it's NFA. I would've went myself if you never led the way. I would've held your hand if you needed me to pray. Hindsight's a bitch, I can't look her in the face. Mm. Pain in my heart, but I put it in the grave. Pain in my soul, but I put it in the grave. Nowhere else to put it, that's the way that I was raised. Would've took a bullet if it meant you could've stayed. And then these was back to back. Fireboy DML. He next up. Well, I pray that the universe. Mm. Oh my God! Gives you way more than you deserve. Mm. When the tears fall like shooting stars. The album itself got me in my feelings. You by itself. Let's go. But I pray that the universe. Mm. This what I pray for you, Silver. The motherland. You know, I was just about to say, I need to learn some of these words. Back. Oriana, yo, not too much Oriana, okay? These songs is fire when it comes to this movie. Fuck is y'all talking about? I give my heart to this place. She didn't have to do this time. She didn't have to. <laughs> she didn't have to. At all. Niggas was looking for diamonds. <laughs> Shit. Y'all thought y'all was getting rated R? For, for fucking Black Panther What was y'all, what was y'all thinking She gave you new mother Facts Fresh out the womb project I feel like I cut the umbilical cord Runs? She gave us runs? Come on. 
We're going to start the show right now. I promise y'all. Born again. I give my heart to this place. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take y'all to my favorite part. Cause they start, they started going crazy at the end. How do I sign up to be part of the Water Tribe? That's what I want to know. You need a spear. Like, I need all that. Choo, choo, choo. I need to, I need to know how to do that. Choo, 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 choo. Like. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. We are not going to spoil the movie for y'all, but go see Black Panther. I am here with the lovely Silva. Hi. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored, I can say that. Amen. Looking like a snack glowing over there. I don't know what type of gold, silver, whatever you got in your mouth, but you, you got the trinkets in. I see that. Well, um, it's a tooth gem. JD Smiles. Shout out to JD Smiles. So how do those work? Um, it's kind of like going to the dentist. Uh, she laid me down and she opened my mouth. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> then she put something in it and all. <laughs> no, but, but they used, she used the same adhesive. I think they used to put the braces on. Okay. Yeah. So you pick whatever jams, whatever design, and then it kind of operates like a grill, except it's individual mm-hmm. and they stick it on like braces. Okay. So it don't come off. No, it's not supposed to come off. Um, you're supposed to have anywhere from like six months to a year, maybe longer, maybe shorter, um, depending on how you eat and what you eat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, but it's, it's fire. I like it. All right. And it don't do nothing to your teeth. Don't fuck it up no way, no how. No. Mm-mm. All right. No, yeah, I ask them questions because <laughs> when people take their grills off, their permanence. Yeah, like yeah. I got them permanent stains on their mouth and yeah. the permanent cracks and creases. Ain't nobody... Nobody trying to. It's not cute. Yeah, that ain't it. Close your mouth back. It smells. Damn. <laughs> not as smells. Oh, it's a smell. There's a smell. There's a smell. With the permanence? Yeah, because you got to understand there's moisture. There might be mold. Plat or what? Yeah. Gingivitis. Hitophitis. <laughs> <laughs> Close your mouth. So, traditionally, we start off with something called the all man moment. I'm sure you know. You've been on the show before. Do you have one of those? Oh, man. Um, my all-man moment, uh, I don't know. I just feel like, oh, man, I'm tired. And this year, mm. this year really uh, trained me, I would say, to open myself up and to prepare myself for what's to come. Like, there's a new level coming, so... There's a lot of sexual innuendos and in all the shit you saying right now. I, I know. Uh, that's just is, the way that is I Is you talk, good? Y'all. Like, no. all right, that's just. <laughs> hey, you used the rose this morning, like. <laughs> not this morning. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I just found that that's just the way that I talk, and like, that's just my poetry, y'all. That's okay. just my. No, for real. Like, I'm that's how, that's your sermon. 
Yeah, that's just how it comes out. Right. I'm sorry. There we go. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Pull. Listen. I just I just wanted to make sure that the listeners were on the same page because I wanted to know I was hearing what I was hearing. Uh, yeah, but I meant what I said. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I don't really have one, so we're going to just jump right into the show. And I think I don't have one because I am very thankful that you are here with me. And I think we're going to have um, an amazing time and deliver some amazing content for the listeners so yeah i just want to get straight into it although we are getting into a conversation that i do think is a little sad um we could try and make it a little spicy as much as we can but <laughs> friday was takeoff sendoff yeah. um quavo dropped a really really open letter to the public um there was just a lot no pictures no video that was supposed to happen of course we did allegedly. get allegedly yeah <laughs> allegedly of course we did get um a lot of different uh views from the the funeral um people you know reported drake obviously quavo and obviously take off uh spoke at the funeral um what are your feelings and thoughts um i'm like weird with death mm. uh i feel like it's hard for me to get over a lot of things. And maybe it's because I haven't had something that hit me that hard or that close yet. You know, God forbid, take your time. But right. um, I just, the way that I see it, it's like everybody has their grieving process. Uh, and it's hard to kind of say like, oh, get over it. Da, da, da. For me, I feel like this is not something that we're going to get over. Right. Right. It's going to be like a Tupac, Biggie, yeah. where it's it's just untimely and it doesn't all the way make sense. It doesn't. So it's like trying to find what's the lesson, what's the meaning, what direction, what's supposed to shift right now. Mm. It's supposed to be a shift. I, I do believe in that. Like, he might have just been a, a martyr, like, you know, in a sense, not to say that that was something that was intentional. Right. Um. This backstories just changed and went every which way. But yeah, it's 15 of them out there. Yeah, regardless of what was said, it's like he shouldn't, that shouldn't have happened, but it did. So why? Right. Now, when it comes specifically to the funeral, I feel one, it was open to the public. So, yes, there wasn't supposed to be any photos or videos, but it's it kind of like, you know, people still want that moment. You know, people of course. still want to be the ones like, Oh, well, let me be the first to post or, you know, let me feel, let me show my audience or my fans or my whoever, like I was here and I was a part of this so they could feel kind of included for whatever reason that they had. But, um, you know, that's something that could have been respected a little bit more. But, I agree. But at the same time, us being media and, and in our spaces, we know how that goes. P- the people want to know. And, and we're in an era where social media and just visibility and transparency and just minding other people's business is such a big thing that um it's like a give or taste like you know like yeah they they should have been respected but there are some people who truly believe like no this is this is a moment we all should share so you know you can go either way with that me personally it's definitely none of my business you know I asked something that they could have just held sacred and kept to themselves because they know how they're feeling. They know they know what they're going through. I don't know what they're going through. I, I can't ever even imagine 
the amount of pain and loss that they're going through. So me seeing the pictures and videos, it's like, you know, all I'm doing is thinking about the family Mm -hmm. and the people. You know what I mean? Like, like I hope they're okay, but I, I can't, I wouldn't even dare say I can connect to it the same way they can. I wouldn't want to take anything away from them in that, in that light. Yeah. I mean, I think you make some amazing points. Um, I do think it's unfortunate that people can't, you know, take one day to say to themselves, like, if this is what the family is, is asking for, this is what I'm going to do. But we do live in this era where people need to use their phones to feel included in anything. It's almost like certain things never happen for the individual, not even for the audience, although that's a part of the equation. But for the individual, it's almost like it didn't happen for themselves if they don't have a video or picture or something that said that they were there and they were a part of it. Um, so, you know, it's just the evolution, I guess, of society. And even, I think, how we are digesting this is an evolution in itself because it's like rappers and celebrities are dying in our face, at least, almost every day. It wasn't like, it wasn't this consistent maybe 10 years ago, very minimum 10 years ago. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to, a lot to digest. I agree. We probably are not going to get over this. Like, I don't even think it's something we should get over. As you said, there should be a shift. There should be a shift in culture. Like we should be looking to change something about what's happening in hip hop culture. Um, so hopefully we are all in that same consensus and mindset. Now, there was an interesting topic that did come out of this. I'm not going to name no names, but apparently a couple of people went to the funeral like it was a fashion show or like it was an event. Is there a dress code to go into the funeral? Sheesh. Um, okay, so it's this, this, a couple things to unpack. Now, granted, I don't necessarily think there's a dress code. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, there are more people that are more conservative than others. It, to me, it's the tone of the event. You know mm. what I mean? like, and not to call it an event like that, but it's the tone of, you know, the, you know, the, the ceremony or whatever the case may be. What's the tone of the ceremony? Are we celebrating? Like, right. Is this, uh, like, um, what's the wishes of the departed? You know right, because I mean? we haven't like, seen niggas bring caskets to the club recently. <laughs> uh, I, in the Bronx, what, what, was it, what was going on in the Bronx? I don't remember. Where they carried the casket across Fordham or something. Yeah, I don't know they, what was Niggas been, been trying to revolutionize funerals for the last five to ten years. Like, niggas been taking a dead, what, it was the dead body that was in the club that everybody was dancing around. Niggas have stopped uh. doing funerals and they're starting to do, like, just parties and celebrations when people pass. So people have been trying to revolutionize what a funeral is. Traditional ceremony. This was in a great area because it was at the Falcom Stadium. So it could feel like an event, even though it's not that. And there's celebrities. So, like, celebrities have to have or I don't know if it's us, them, or their team that's put them in a space where they have to look a certain way. Right. You get what I'm and, saying? And get headlines from every outfit, even at a funeral. Right, especially if you're known as that girl that put it on or that guy that that that's drippy and this and the next. So it's like, 
you gonna come and I mean that might have been their Sunday's best. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what they consider their Sunday's best. So me, just just as a fashion enthused person, like I'm not mad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not completely mad. But the problem comes when it's a distraction. Yeah, that outfit was definitely a distraction. The one that I saw. <laughs> Shorty definitely looked like she was going to fashion week, like, and it just was all black. But, um, yeah, I agree. There is no real, like, I didn't see niggas pull up with a white tee and a chain to a, to a funeral, and not not many people have an issue with that, right? Like, like you said, the tone really matters. But you made a perfect point. That distraction element of it is there, and I think that's what people were picking up on. Yeah, because it's like, uh, is that a titty? <laughs> is that a nipple? Is that areola? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, sheesh. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm sad no more. I think I'm horny. Right, like, like that's outrageous. That's out. Is that what he wanted? You know what I mean? yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. was that what he wanted? So, right, right. Yeah, you know they could have. They could have put a scarf on and put a, you know, <laughs> something. Took the fishnet off, like vest. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Little Duvall is out here trying to start state wars. He claims that all of the slang and lingo that we are using in today comes from Florida. That's outrageous. <laughs> but I don't but COVID know. COVID ain't come from Florida. <laughs> and we just going to say things. <laughs> New York definitely got our own lingo, and it has nothing to do with the shit he had on his list. He had JIT. Um, and I thought JIT was like D.C. or some shit, like or yeah. Maryland or that area. I didn't know that came from Florida, I supposedly. Did hear, I, I did hear Floridians say JIT, though. I First? Did. They said it first. I don't know about first, but it's for me. It was just like a southern twang type of thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He trying to start some shit. I feel like New Yorkers is out of it though. Because let me see if I can find. Leave the, us the, out of here. Yeah, the list of Only shit. Only person y'all need to address is the Bronx. That's y'all cousins. <laughs> that's, that's y'all cousins. That's a th- y'all just be trading niggas, Florida and yeah, the Bronx, and that's probably why you feel like that. <laughs> Because y'all got similar ancestors. Yeah, y'all got... Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, nobody is... So he says it's jit, fuck nigga, city boy, period. Uh-uh. Uh, he's adding shit. Vibing, twerking, uh-huh. basic bitch, and quote-unquote, he could keep going. Nah. Nah. Maybe that last one is out. First of all, like we not even gonna basic bitch is not. First of all, y'all can't even say basic in Florida. Like y'all say they say it different. Basic or some shit like that. Y'all got a southern twain. Basic bitch ain't come from y'all. Twerking isn't that like a a categorization of a dance? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just my whole thing is you can't say you can't say that. Because for all of that, don't say yo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't say yo. Don't say your. Don't say like facts. What, what it is? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, some of those you you was reaching. Forget about it. Like, don't say none of yeah, that. None man. of that. City you know boy, I mean? city boy, and city girl. I don't know. That might yeah. be theirs. That ain't come from no, up north. I know that for a fact. That ain't a northern thing. I thought that was Atlanta, but. My whole thing is it's in music, and that's that's the thing, and that's the debate where we could even throw nigga in there, right? 
So if there's a song and you got a stadium full of white fans and they're singing every lyric to your song, mm. why are they going to censor themselves? So if City Girls literally is the name of a group, how are we not going to say City Girls? Right, and then equate it to... If the song say period... First of all, we was already saying like, we was already saying period, we was already emphasizing that. But if it's in a song and it's part of our culture now because it has reached the masses, right? how do you not expect it to be said? Granted... Now, 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 when it comes to the nigga word, watch your mouth. That's just, that's just that. That's just that. I'm just saying, if you hear a loose nigga in a crowd <laughs> right. of a sea of At Southern faces, State University, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be surprised. Is it wrong? Is it right? That is up to you and your God. <laughs> if, if you don't feel like fighting. around me. But it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like, come on, son, really? Nigga! <laughs> <laughs> like for real like we really gotta just think about these things now that's a fact um little devoe you bugging the fuck out Stop. now i don't i don't need a trigger warning but i'm gonna say trigger warning because i don't want to trigger nobody but there's a meme floating around about cheating so i got two questions here that i would love to delve into together Child. My first is, have you ever cheated on anybody? No, but I can't say I ain't want to. <laughs> okay, well, what stopped you? Because I'm just too real for that. Like, I don't, for all of that, I could just move on or be single. Like, when you single, you could deal with more than one person, figure yeah. yourself out and do whatever. Yep. But and everybody knows what time it is, so you don't got to worry about the. I'm the same way. Yeah, like, but in terms of me cheating, like, it's just... I like I don't see myself doing that's not in my character. Like I just rather I'm too real for that. Like I'd rather keep it a buck with you. Like, yo, you're bugging, like you're slacking, you're doing this, you're doing that, and try to have the conversation. And if I can't have that conversation with you, or it gets to a point where it's like too much, then I'ma just I'ma just faithfully, I'm just bow out. Like, yeah. all right, I'm good. I'll never say never because you're not supposed to. Yeah. But I've never cheated, um, and I don't see myself cheating. For the same reasons. Like, it's hard for me. I would much rather be like, yo, I'm single and dating other people. And if you cool with that, you cool with that. Rather than telling you, yeah, I'm fully committed to you. Knowing that I'm going to go deal with Keisha and Simone tomorrow. Like, I, I can't do that. Like, it just not, it's not, it, it wouldn't feel right um, coming from me. But, um, yeah, that idea of wanting to. But not that is interesting. No, yeah, I've because I don't know. Like it's like I I get the part of wanting to cheat because you're lacking, but you love the person. It's like a, sometimes that eighty twenty, that twenty percent really be some shit. It just depends. Like, you know what I mean? Like that twenty percent could be you give me everything, but then we lack intimacy. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Yeah. You give me ev- you give me everything else, but we can't communicate. Yeah. You give me everything else, but your family don't accept me. And I like, think those foundational like, things are super important. Yeah. Like foundation. And I tell people that all the time. Like if the 20 is in dumb areas, then, you know what I mean? Like that's something that you can work through as a couple. 
But if that 20% is missing from a foundational core component, you in, you in some shit. Yeah. And when I mean cheat, I don't even necessarily mean sexually. Obviously, with me being a woman, like, it don't be, it don't all the way be sexual for us. That's the real thing, in my opinion. It's like the idea of maybe I can get it from somebody else. Mm. Like, all right, I'm not, like, I can't, like, it's frustrating. I'm fighting with you for basic things that I feel like is necessary for this situation. You're not giving it to me, so fuck it. Maybe I should get it from somebody else. Or I get it from somebody else without even asking. And that becomes right. a super great area. Then it feels, then you feel probably guilty in, in that point. It's like, and then sometimes you don't realize it. Like sometimes it might be like you just chilling and you find yourself gravitating towards somebody. And then you realize like, oh, this is why I'm gra- gra- gravitating towards you. Let me stop. Cause it could lead to something else or it could lead to sex. It could lead to that because um, I'm noticing that like, this is something that's lacking because maybe you didn't even notice that that was lacking. But, right. but you see it in the other person. You're like, shit, now I'm gravitating towards this person. This this might feel a little dirty. Like, it might feel like a cheating. Oh, my God. Now, I do, I do think that there is something to being able to have those healthy friendships where you can get something that you're not getting in your relationship. But there is, like, a space where that can become unhealthy as well, where it's like... Because you're not getting it, you're seeking it. And whatever it is, whether it's intimacy, chemistry, um, like conversation, if you're doing it to like in spite of or in lieu of not getting it from your partner, that's where it becomes dangerous. If you're getting that just simply because that's what the friendship is for you, for the both of you, and you are in the understanding that that's what it is, like, yo, my partner... I could talk about Marvel movies with, I could talk about my, my day at work, but I can't talk about emotions with them because for whatever reason, it leads to an argument or whatever. But yo, when I talk to my homegirl, it's calm. It's cool. It ain't on some like taking, taking, taking too much where we get into a space where now I'm like substituting my partner for it. But there is a gray area that can exist there for sure. Has somebody ever wanted you to cheat? Ooh, now that's a, that's another good conversation because, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes your partner wants you to cheat on them. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I feel like I've been in relationships where the where my partner wanted me to cheat on them for sure. They because I'm wow. too nice of a guy. Quotations. I'm the I consider I'm considered the nice guy oftentimes, especially in when I was younger. Um, so like nobody wants to to fuck up. The relationship with the nice guy. So what they end up doing a lot of times. Fucking up the nice guy. <laughs> a lot of times what, what people will do is they'll either try to quote unquote friend zone you as the, the nice guy that they could come back to when they're done with their whole phase or whatever phase they in. Right. Or they might give it a chance knowing that they're not ready for what you're giving them. And then once they come to that realization, they start doing wild shit in the relationship that they are expecting you to leave them based off of. But a lot of, again, in quotations, nice guys are going to try and work through it with you. Like, yeah, nah, it's okay. I just, like they ra- We rationalize a lot of shit. Um, and in it, for this instance, I'm putting myself in the boat as the nice guy. But um, I definitely feel like they wanted me to cheat because they didn't want to be responsible for breaking up with me. Mm. 
and, and ending that and whatever repercussions they thought was going to come from being like, yo, this isn't working and we should debt it. I think a lot of times people want their cake and eat it too. So they know that maybe they wanted to return back to that relationship. But if they said they were breaking up, there's a possibility that I might take that and be like, I right, nah, we broke up. Like that's that. That's yeah. That. Don't come back. <laughs> don't come back. to this. Uh, Do you feel like you've ever had a partner want you to cheat on them? Nah, I've had somebody say that shit point blank, period. Go cheat? Yes. What, why? Because they was pretending like they didn't eat pussy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So the... So. twist! <laughs> Yo, that was the craziest shit ever. Like, I was like, wow, you don't respect me. So they didn't want to eat the box. So they was like, yo, if you really want that to happen, then you need to go, go see somebody. No, yeah, they said, go ahead. Go get your pussy ate. Niggas is different. I was like, wow. You don't give a fuck about me. Yeah, that's that's a that's a different That's how I took it. You don't give a fuck about me. Huh? Instead of me, I mean That every- was the solution they came up with. Like they I didn't even say anything. Like I was almost willing to ex- I was this is early uh er, my early sexual endeavors. So you know, I was open to not receiving oh. right away and maybe revisiting you had to be a the teen. conversation. You was like a teen, early 20s? That had to be yeah. a teen, early 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no grown-ass woman going to accept that now. Absolutely not. Absolutely like, not. Okay. But, like, I, but I, I liked the dude at the time. Like, yeah. And we was just started kicking. Like, we just started kicking. We didn't even have sex or nothing like that. That be the worst. We be re- willing to change ourselves when we really, really like somebody. Yeah, I was so weird. Like, it was so weird. But I was more willing to change because, like I said, like, it was, like, the beginning of my, like, sexual endeavor. So it was like, okay, well, I'm not a slave to it. I'm a slave to it now. I'm a slave. <laughs> I'm a slave to some hand. I'm a slave. Do not free her from the shackles, Don't ladies and gentlemen. Don't free me. <laughs> no way to keep. But, but like, the, I, I, just, I just felt so disrespected. Like, yeah. so disrespected. I couldn't believe it. I, I I could understand that <laughs> if it was me. I'm a single individual right now. <laughs> like, that's what would have happened. Like, yeah. yeah, it did not. It obviously did not work. It did not last much longer after that. But he ended up giving me head, y'all. I'll say that. I'll just throw that out there. Was it good? It it was probably at the time it was. But now that I think about it, it was um mid. It was amateur, obviously, yeah, but. Yeah. I think the circumstance and the fact that he wanted to do it, because a lot of this shit is mental. A lot of, like, 85% for me when it comes to sex is mental. Oh, yeah, like your partner wanting, I want to please you. Yeah. How is the experience? Yeah, so the fact that he wanted to do it and just the way that we did it, it was kind of fire. Like, because it was like some sneaky shit. Okay. Okay. I mean, all. He was my nigga, though, but it was still, it was sneaky, and I like that. (laughs) Nasty ass. Do you want to you wanna know what made it sneaky? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I feel like I told the story, so I'm willing to tell the story. Oh, so. go ahead. Yeah, right. Be my guest. So this is my first time going to Jersey as a young lad. Why are you acting like Jersey is like fucking Narnia? Jersey is out of pocket. And <laughs> being young, I didn't even go to, did I even go to Staten Island before I went to Jersey? I don't even know, but... I had to, imagine a young person going all the way to Jersey for some head. That's not incredible as a girl. 
That's a lot. Like as a girl though, so whatever. So I went and like his his mom and sister was home, and it was like one of those like apartments, whatever. So like imagine like we're here, they're on the other side of the. <laughs> And like he, it, it was just. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. Were man. you quiet like, about it? Absolutely not. Damn. Absolutely, it was given. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> and he thought I was. He said, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" We I must said, build before the back shots. We must handle the business before the back shots. It is consciousness <laughs> over the cookies. It is politics over the punani. It is revolution <laughs> over the romance. I'm not gonna hold you. That happened to me. I never even had sex with him. That happened to me one time Stupid. too. Um, <laughs> that happened to me one time. I was so embarrassed. Oh, I had um, when I was younger, I had someone come over, and you know we got to the business, and I didn't know Shorty was a fucking siren, and she was wilding. <laughs> screaming at the top. I was like, all right, you must be faking because I'm not even doing nothing right now. Like, you're really Some bugging the fuck her. out. And I knew, I knew, like, I knew I was hurt. Like, and that was, that was like one of the most embarrassing, that, them hot sweats, I had but one of them hot sweats. said to the people, <laughs> when, after you came out all drenched and smelling different. I was, I was acting like they ain't hear nothing. Uh-uh, not uh, what's for dinner. Uh, uh, <laughs> not past the corn. Past the piece like we used to. I was, acting, I was acting like maybe they would live in the reality that I was trying to create and acting like this didn't happen and there was no hope. I was like, yo, this, hopefully they didn't hear it. But there was no way they did not hear it. They didn't it, say so. nothing. No, no, no. I definitely got like a, hey, what, what, what's up, my, my guy? Like, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> like she all right? <laughs> I punched her dead in her face. Like. <laughs> I'm a... I definitely got question like, <laughs> yo. But it, I think it also probably was a little bit one of the proud moments. Them, them proud moments that your parents can't really tell you about. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that happened to one of my exes. He told me he was like. His, cause his dad heard. He said his dad said a couple words, but realistically, and then his brother too. His brother was, I thought you was a virgin this whole time. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh lord, you welcome. <laughs> Got these you niggas thinking you laying it down. <laughs> these niggas think you laying it down. Period. Um. All right. So the next part of that is, have you ever been cheated on? Absolutely. I was a victim for a very long time. <laughs> okay. What was one of the wildest ways you found out that you were being cheated on? Um, this is another story I've said before, but it just, I don't think you could kind of top that. Like, so I was dealing with this dude, like, and we were, like, really close friends. Um, and it just developed into something. And, and there's, like, different factors of the story that I feel like it's, like, just toxic and and just, uh, I don't know, like, I was a target or something. Like, you you had your sights on me, and you fucking got me, and then, like, you already knew what was going on. Mm, one of them niggas. Yeah, so basically, we was dating, um, and, 
like that was like my boyfriend and this that, and the next. But like obviously there was a bunch of red flags that I should have paid attention to. But how I found out is um, we had went to I went to his job and I saw that he was on Facebook. Just mm. early Facebook times. And I had just recently made a face. Well, I didn't even make a Facebook. Shout out to my uh, friends, my besties. They made all my social media. So if it wasn't for them, y'all would have never even seen me. That's crazy. For real. So um, I had just made a face. My friend had just made a Facebook. And I realized, I'm like, oh, he's on Facebook. Why are we not friends? Supposed to be my dude. Wait, did he... He unfriend you or he didn't accept nah. the friend request? No, I, I had just made it. So okay, okay. I'm like, okay, you know, we should be friends. I didn't know you had one, so if this is a thing. Right. Be my Facebook friend. Got it, got it, got it. So, cool. So, I was like, oh, um, add me on Facebook. He said, all right, yeah, my address. So, I had left. I went home. So, I found his Facebook, and I scrolled down, and I see he was in a relationship. I said, Okay person that was tagged wasn't me oh Damn. it was some bitch from jersey you see Damn. see you see okay now i'm starting to understand your you relationship see? with jersey you see <laughs> it was hey. a bitch from jersey so granted you know nothing nothing against her i don't know her she don't know me but i'm like that's why he don't have me on facebook so then i i, I asked him again i'm like yo not for real add me on facebook <laughs> now really add me on facebook. now re- now put you in two relationships now put you in two- <laughs> So he was just like, man, you know, I just, you don't deserve me. You know, you should be with Oh, here we go. And it's like, bro, why is you gaslighting me? Just add me on Facebook. Now all of a sudden I don't deserve you. Yeah, like what's all this? Keep it a bean. I said, I I sent you a little Facebook post. But yeah, that's how I found out. Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Meta. Before work. (laughs) Yo, that's to me. I couldn't believe it. And then, then it was the narrative, oh, it's not official unless it's on Facebook. So can you imagine? Yeah, that was that was real. So I was in a fake relationship. That was a real thing. Nah, you definitely was, unfortunately. That's crazy. Yeah, niggas was niggas was playing games. That shit was not. Yeah, I told this story on here too. There's been like I feel like there were two times that I found out, I, I mean, so these were situationships, so I don't really count them. I've only been in like, I consider like two or three real relationships that we both said we're in a relationship, a committed relationship to one another. Everything else has been situationships in my eyes. So you could take that how you want. But within this particular situationship, uh, the girl I was dating was like, yo, I never been to Florida before. And I, and I was like one of her dream trips so i know miami miami um and so i had uh at the time i had a performance at king of diamonds and i hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on on. you had a performance at king of diamonds i had a performance at king of diamonds your ass was out no i was (laughs) yo silver how he gonna just say that like he didn't just say that that's what you said i had a rap performance at Uh king of diamonds you gotta be specific not no fucking (laughs) chippendales i had a performance at king of diamonds you out of pocket i 
<laughs> your ass was out. That was the first time I seen a butt plug, though. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Child. I don't even, I still don't know how that's pleasurable, but that's not, that's no me, my friend. That's <laughs> <Yes>, no you. <laughs> so I had a, a performance then, and um, I used that as an opportunity to bring her with me. And the week leading up to it, like, everything was cool. She was mad grateful, but she, she did a couple of things. Like, she had a start, she had started a new job. And at the job, there was like this dude, and his name just kept popping up. I was just like, eh. work husband. I was like, eh, you know what I mean? It's no, no big deal. Long story short, we went to Miami. That was a nightmare in terms of her being there. Another one of my friends was there. I think she did some petty shit to make it look like she was like into me, knowing she damn well wasn't to get shorty tight. Um, but that was its own little situation. And when I got back to the States, um, like we had a long conversation at the end of the trip where I was kind of like, yo, if we stay in this type of space, we're not going to work. This isn't going to transcend into a relationship. I can't do that. Two days later, we got back to the States. We talking regular. A week after that, we went to an event and I'm about to take everybody home and she gets a phone call. Well, I don't think nothing of it. And then I hear, hey, babe. Yeah, I'm I'm on my way home now. Yeah, mm, you gonna do what to me? Whoa! <laughs> and I was like, wait, what the fuck is going? I'm like, yo, she's in the passenger seat. She's not even in the back doing this shit. She's in the passenger, and I just looked to the side. So then we spoke about that, and yeah, lo and behold, the nigga that name kept popping up. Apparently, they were talking the whole time she was on the trip, and when we got back, supposedly that's when they got into a relationship. But I think. She was in a relationship or working towards being in a relationship that whole time, like in between knowing she was going to go to Miami, being in Miami and before she got back. So that's one time that I found out wildly that the person that I was interested in turning into a relationship was dealing with somebody else. Um, so not technically cheating, but cheating. That's old oh, next to you talking about something. Yeah. Yo, it was wild. Like, we always, it was four of us in the car. We always, like, laughing and joking about something. And then she got the call, and she was like, ooh, you want to do what? And all of us just stopped in the car, like, nigga, what is going on? I looked in the back seat type shit, like, y'all hear what the fuck I'm hearing? And everyone was like, yo, that's crazy. And one of my boys was like, yo, that's crazy. And I was like, say less. We know what time it is. So You didn't drop her off? What did I? I don't know if I dropped her home or if I dropped at her friend's house that day. Uh uh-uh, uh. Because her friend was in the back seat too. But, you know, an- <laughs> another nigga probably would have said, yo, this gas station is your stop. <laughs> this gas station right uh, here, I your stop. I would have held the door open while the car was moving. Like, bitch, if you don't get finished your fucking home, <laughs> yeah, home call, yeah, over there. Here. Get the fuck up out of here. Um, The next time I found out, like, and this is another one of those relationships where I think the person wanted me to cheat. But I was dealing with this girl, and this was, like, the first time we tried to get serious with one another because we had, like, this off and on thing for a while, and people would just end up popping up, and we would go our separate ways. But this particular time, we tried for, like, two months to, like, date seriously. It might have been a little longer than that. But when I felt like she wanted me to cheat was it was around Christmas time, and a bunch of things had happened to her in succession. And I said something along the lines of like, yo, you know, I'm not saying that these things happen to you um, 
because you did something, but with every, you know, L, there's a lesson. Like, there's something to learn about ourselves and what happened. So, you know, maybe if you think about it from that lens, you won't feel so bad about all these things that are going on. And then also keep in mind, like, there's worse things in the world happening. Like, it could be worse. And she took that and transformed it into me saying that it was her fault that I think her car got towed that week. Um, She lost her keys and she failed the test that um she wanted to do for nursing and i was like now shorty you know damn well i was not saying that it's your fault you failed the test and all of that and this that and the third that is not what i was saying but i think she switched it that way because a month after that for her birthday her ex was in the video that she posted that she was trying to hide like who was in the background but my eyes are sharp and I know body shapes and sizes. Ah. And I saw Shorty because she was dating a girl at one point. And her ex was a girl. So I think what ended up happening there was she went back to her ex and just couldn't find it in herself to have that conversation. So that's how I found out that she was dealing with her ex again. Nah, because I started to laugh and I swallowed it because <laughs> he said a girl. It was a girl. Definitely. Oh, my God. Do you feel more hurt because it was a girl? No, I mean, that's complicated because Shorty, I think, was battling her sexuality for a long period of time. Mm. And I don't think she ever, I mean, we don't speak. I don't know what's going on in her life now. I don't know, you know, where she is. But I think that that was a strong battle that she was going through. And she was trying to convince herself that she wasn't gay, even though she was <laughs> and or bisexual she could be bisexual but like i remember when she came back into the picture her whole thing was yo i don't know what i was doing but i'm not gay like i'm really not gay like i just was like i don't know like my mind was messed up to then go back to the ex um to me just tells me you were trying to convince yourself but that wasn't really the case so I didn't I didn't take it yeah I didn't take it like how most niggas be like like damn she left you for a chick like I'm man listen sexuality is totally different from attraction and if I'm doing my job or not if you attracted to women and you got this strong bond with romantically yeah yeah, yeah. and you got this strong bond with shorty there's not much I could do (laughs) you know what I'm saying like that scares me now in terms of like being in my 30s dating and you know along the way there's at least two or three niggas that are all-time niggas they're gonna be there no matter what that the relationship ended but not on bad terms type shit and when you're in your 30s late 20s 30s that possibility increases in my opinion like there's at least one or two of them in the background so i am more worried now about that 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 everlasting bond nigga that might wake up one day and be like yo you know what i feel like notebooking this nigga right now oh <laughs> <my>. <laughs> like that's what i feel like doing so so do you feel like there's nothing you could do in that sense like i don't know it's it's a part of me like i don't know maybe i watch too many movies but i feel like certain people i don't know maybe that's just me 
proving stuff. Like, I feel like I'm a fighter. Like, I'm really a gladiator for real. Like, oh, you trying to fight? Trying to yeah, fight for the love? Like, and and not to say I haven't been in that situation where um, somebody's ex like came back into the picture per se. I would feel like if anything, I like people might look at me like that. Like, because mm. I have like because I'm a good person. You know, it's everything that you said. So. The only ex that I don't, or not, I don't even consider everybody ex, that's number one, but the only person that I've dealt with that I really, 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 really lost all contact, I don't even see them in passing or, or social media, about nothing, that person was like full-blown stalker. Like, that person was like mm. suicidal, full-blown stalker. Like, he was crazy, but after everything, I had called him, you know, randomly, just one day, like, maybe like a year or so, Maybe you were two after our split, and I called him and I said, "Yo, you know, I'm sorry for my part of everything. Right. If you felt like I did something, I made you feel some type of way. I can own that, and I, you know, I'm sorry, and I just blocked him again. But, but I'm still that person. Like I, I like not to say that I like making sure everybody good because I could give a fuck. You know what I mean? But it's just like with certain things, I could see my wrong, and I can go back and acknowledge that. And not a lot of girls do that, so. Dudes respect me for that. You know that what I mean? That is a fact. So, like, I have a lot of respect from the people that I've dealt with. Just from just how I act in the relationship, I'm very loyal. Like, obviously, I do a lot of good stuff, whatever, whatever. Like, it's good and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but aside from, like, bigger than that, it's like a lot of people respect me. So I'll still have, like, a, a certain type of um, interactions with them, whether it's, alike or whatever like there's there's another one that i dealt with that i i can't really stand but you know he still very much allegedly has feelings i don't know what the fuck he got feelings for i don't know why you don't even know me right now but like he'll you know it, it'll still be that i i am definitely i think the dude that many of my exes never forgot like or people i've dealt with i'm definitely the one that as soon as they done with whatever relationships, I get a call or a text. I get the hey big head or whatever to try and see if there could be something rekindled. Um And like, you never spin the block. Um I've spun the block, but not for the same intentions. So now you a whore now. <laughs> so like once you like convince me that you're not wifey material, then I'm convinced. You can't unconvince me of that. Right? Like, or you have to do a lot of work to convince me now that you didn't learned all your lessons from before and you want me and me only now. Cause we, when we were in that space, you basically told me you didn't want me. You had another option or you didn't feel like I was worthy of the relationship or whatever the case is, or we just didn't work out more. Nine times out of 10, we didn't just work out. We could spin the block on equal grounds, but if something foul happened or if you treated me in a way where I felt like, you didn't appreciate me to the highest extent that you should have. The next time around, if we end up in a romantic space, my mentality probably isn't going to be, let's turn this into a relationship. It's going to be um, like, not you owe me pussy, but <laughs> like if it happened, it happened. You know what I mean? Like, But I'm not having the same intention of, yo, I want this to, evolve and develop the way that i probably did the first time around so i noticed that about myself and i try not to put myself in those scenarios because i don't want to hurt anybody 
And I'm not saying that it can't evolve back into a space where it's like, yo, we can make this work. But my intention is not going to be the same initially going in. It's going to be like, but what you trying to do? What you finna do? All right. I think I have two questions, two follow-up questions. So one, um, like what if they, because, you know, you talked about people spending a block on do whatever. So what if they got into a, a serious relationship and, um, but like, all right, so say, because you, because you, <laughs> this is crazy. This is very good conversation. So what if they moved on to a serious relationship, but mm-hmm. they're done with that? Like, do you not believe in releasing somebody and if it's meant to be, they'll come back? Oh, I do. That's, that's what, yeah. I do. If they got into a serious relationship and the communication was right, then yeah, we could start back and I, I would spin the block. Like I would. Um, if I really like you, you got into a relationship and like for whatever the circumstances were, we were in like a situation, like that has definitely happened. And one of my most recent scenarios, I blame myself a lot because I didn't commit to that person and that allowed for them to entertain other people and then get serious with somebody else. Right. When they got serious with that individual, it turned into a relationship and I can't be mad at that. Like I gotta, I gotta eat that bullet. Like that is not for me to be sitting there like, Oh yo, she should have picked me. Nah, I left the door open and she walked out and that's, that's okay. I gotta deal with that. And for a while I definitely beat myself up. Like, damn, should I have committed? Should I, you know, have really, do I have attachment or commitment issues? Is that the reason why? Because she was probably one of the better prospects that I've had in a long time. But also, it allowed me to realize, no, you're, if you would have, you would have been settling. Because although she was amazing, there were some core components that she was missing that that relationship wouldn't have been, like, fun for you. You would have been doing a lot of teaching. And I, I don't want to teach in a relationship anymore. I'm not saying that I won't teach you how to love me. I'm not saying that if you fuck up, it's like, no, get out my face. But what I'm saying is I don't want to build somebody from scratch and teach them this is love and this is how love is supposed to feel. And like, I don't want to do that um, at this age. I want someone to come and we be on the same level so that we can bring our love to new levels that neither one of us have experienced. So um, in a scenario where I like somebody and they end up getting with somebody else because I didn't commit or whatever the case is, I definitely would return if they leave that relationship and like, yo, ex, I want to try with you for sure. And are you in these scenarios, like during the relationship, are you, do you feel like you're communicating effectively? Like you may be communicating, but are you communicating effectively enough that the person understands what you're, what you're um, not, um, what your red flags or what your concerns or you know what I mean or what it is exactly that you want realistically you know what I mean I think it's an excellent question I think that I do but also I think that people are so used to people's words not matching their actions in 2022 that when I tell you something real and this is how I feel you're coloring it with other things so if I tell you like Yo, I definitely think that we could be in a relationship at some point, but the way you handle 
XYZ conflict is a concern for me. Like, I want to be in a relationship where we don't yell and scream to, to fix a conflict. We can talk it out rationally. If I tell you that, a lot of people will then turn that into, oh, that's his excuse to keep you in the gray area, girl, or they say it to themselves, he's trying to keep you in the gray area. He's not being for real. But it's like, no, I dead ass have a concern about your conflict resolution skills. And I know what I want in a relationship. I could fuck you all day and you have bad conflict resolution skills because I will just simply not answer my phone at, at some point or leave you to your own devices or whatever the case is. But if I'm committed to you in a relationship, at this point, I'm trying to work towards marriage. So I don't want to be in a space with somebody that can't get over something the way that I know is healthy for the both of us. Like, if you yell and scream, maybe you need to find a nigga that yell and scream. Y'all yell and scream together. <laughs> like, that. if that's how you feel is a healthy conflict, I can't change you. So I got to, you know, I put myself in that space where I realize I'm not trying to change anybody. They're either going to come as who they are and I accept that. Um, but I can't, I can't tell you like, yo, your conflict resolution is terrible. Um, this is how you're supposed to do it. If you're not willing to change, some people are willing to change and I'm all for that for sure. We could, let's build. You got to show that change though. You got to show that action. But if you're not willing to change it every time, it'd be the simplest thing. And that's a trigger for you to just start screaming and yell. Nope. Can't do it. Yeah, no, that's real. I like that. Um, so Elon Musk took over Twitter. <laughs> he started giving out blue badges for eight dollars. Ah, eight dollar <laughs> subscription. Eight dollar subscription, so eight a month. Um, and it's been a shit show over there. I haven't even been on Twitter, so I don't even know what's going on in that na- neck of the woods. I haven't been in that neighborhood in a minute. Um, I seen the um post though, and they were hilarious. Uh, I think it was like JT was like, "I only got verified." Today. <laughs> So what's happening is niggas is making fake accounts that look real and saying wild shit. Like they did one of LeBron James saying he's requesting a trade. Niggas thought it was real. They did it of a big uh, stock firm and niggas thought it was real and the stock went down. Oh, 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 it's wild. It's a shambles. Shambles. This is why everybody can't be president. This is how everybody can't be in charge. Go fly your plane. Go, go, go to the moon, please. Yes. Stay in your lane. Tesla. Oh my goodness. SpaceX. Iron Man suit. Whatever the fuck do you everything. doing. He wanna do everything. You gotta understand there's a certain reason why. There's rules. Like because there's a such thing as chaos and anarchy. There's a such thing as us reverting back to our animalistic ways. Like that's why certain things are in place and sometimes they suck. Yeah, but but realistically, do you want to live in a jungle if you do? Go ahead. <laughs> right, right. It's right there. Go ahead, Tarzan. <laughs> George. <laughs> but that's a fact. Niggas is so anti whatever they want to be anti these days. And it's like, all right, well, can, can we be anti to the point that it makes sense, though? Right. Because y'all want to go back to when shit didn't make sense and then wonder why it's not making sense. If everybody could get a blue badge... For just eight dollars, what did you think was going to fucking happen? Somebody said, "I just happen to have eight dollars." Next, I'm about to be verified every other month. <laughs> what did you expect to happen? You don't find that suspicious? <laughs> you don't find that suspicious? 
you don't find that suspicious. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, this nigga, this nigga thought it was, it was like he thought he was doing something. He thought he ate with that one. Uh-uh. <laughs> with your eight dollars. Uh, speaking of eight dollars, if you have free ninety nine, you could go to the baby's concert if if your your friend buys a ticket. I'm done. <laughs> you got to buy one, get one free. That's going on right now. Um, is this the fall of the baby or can he bounce back? I heard it was on Eventbrite. I hope that was a lie. Not <laughs> No, no, no. I, allegedly, I don't. Eventbrite is crazy. Events happening near you. No. Almost ended my whole career over this shit. <laughs> you niggas. I really, really don't know if that's true. <laughs> the way it touched our soul, because first of all, like, I do events, and we don't even like using Eventbrite because of one, all the taxes they take out, whatever. And it could be because of uh, Ticketmaster fees and shit, but I heard it was on Eventbrite. Buy one, get one free is really crazy. Like, it's considerate, though. Thoughtful. I'm about to look it up right now. Thoughtful. I don't, I don't see it, but listen, I don't put nothing past these these cats. I mean, listen, I think the baby's problem is the arrogance portion of the mistakes that he's made. If you you can make the mistakes, it's just like when people point it out, don't double down on the mistake. And I mm-hmm. think that that is what is putting him in this space now where he's finding it a little hard to sell tickets and get the fan base back and put out music that's accepted. He's done a string of things over and over and over again. That pretty much just says he doesn't give a fuck and he thinks that he could do whatever he wants mm-hmm. and people will buy his music anyway or come to his concerts. And when you stand on that arrogance, you got to stand on what comes with that if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain artists that can get away with almost anything. But like Rihanna could go right now and slap somebody and I won't give two shits. I'm crying. <laughs> hey, where the album at, sis? But you got to work yourself to that status. And he did not. And then you out here slapping fans. You out here shooting people every other month. Murder. <laughs> no, literally. So, like, at some point, I think your your fan base and people who want to support you and like you are going to say, I, I don't know about this nigga. I yeah. think that's where he's at. Because we're not in that hardcore rap era anymore where it's like, you know, people was just carrying on and doing wow stuff. And it, it it was like just a persona that people accepted. It it no, we're in a phase where, you know, feminism is on the rise. LGBTQIA people are in the more forefront of things mm-hmm. with with uh commanding their respect and visibility. You know, black people is this, that, and this. There's just so much going on, and it kind of comes off insensitive. That's what it is. So it's. That might be your persona. Your persona might have been lit in the 90s. They would have loved you, ate you right up in the 90s. Right. Right now, it's just the tone of this era. It don't equal that. And then on top of that, the biggest thing for me is that you're hurt. Mm. Like, you hurt. Like, this is old trauma talking. Right. So it's like, yeah, you doubling down. So that that not only is whatever you, you know, not whatever you said, but not only is what you said, but to piggyback off what you said, it's, you're telling us that you're not even willing to see your traumas and deal with them and heal. Mm. That's what you're saying, that you're not willing to heal because you're not even re- willing to recognize. And then on, on you know, just 
another angle of it is kind of what I was telling you earlier in the conversation we was having. It's like people are telling you that they're hurt by what you said and what you did. Right, right. Why are you not willing to acknowledge that a little bit? Like, granted, you can't please everybody and, you know, maybe they are being overly sensitive because that's another narrative that we're in an overly sensitive era where comedians can't say certain things and certain people can't, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Maybe, maybe it is that, but why can't you just acknowledge that you might have hurt a group of people or you might be walling out based on your own trauma and they're being triggered by your traumas. And, and, and that can happen. You know what I mean? Like that it's for me, it's more of that because at first it was like, okay, you know the bit, oh, okay, oh, all right, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. But you and song song I'm like, yeah, and I kill another nigga. <laughs> yeah, my daughter seen me kill nigga. <laughs> and at some point, like you saying the shit, like it's a flex, but we listening to it, like, wow, I want to hug him. Yeah. <laughs> But he might slap the shit out me. Yeah, like I, then there's that. Then, they, <laughs> then there's that. Like, like we listening to the shit, and you thinking you going off. You you printed the bar and was like, "Ooh, that shit sound." Yeah, they gonna love this. Then now, like it's like you hit every core fan base that buys music and then and then icing on the cake for you or what you thought was going to get you back or something was you saying that you fucked this lady like, yo yo whoa bro the whoa, biggest cornball shit whoa. i didn't seen in a while because i didn't because that's not even your character like that's kind of expected of drake everybody still thinks it's corny though you know what i'm saying facts but it's it's that's been his whole entire career facts a whole entire career name dropping yeah and, and saying unnecessary shit that's what his claim to fame is but you just out of nowhere just saying that it's like what are you trying to say like okay maybe you did have sex with her didn't i like what the fuck is you trying to say and and why why do we why? need to know that oh yeah her boyfriend's defending her like what yes what <laughs> yeah because y'all out here wilding oh my god what if he knows everything what if he knows the truth behind everything and that's why he can accept her and that's why he protects her so dearly? What if he knows exactly who she is? And that's why he's the only one that actually got her out of the niggas that was trying because y'all all was trying. Y'all all wanted to fuck Meg and be Meg's, you know what I mean, man and be seen with her. So now don't use it as a flex on some like, yeah, I fucked it, but I ain't get with it. No, nigga, you know damn well Meg wasn't trying to get with you. Yeah, first of all, there's the height difference. It's just, I never saw it for none of y'all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that just never would have even made sense. Um, we'll talk about politics in a second for briefly. But I did want to ask, so there's this meme going around that's basically somebody, I can't, I can't remember if it's a man or a woman, is saying, like, real men like women who aren't broke, who aren't begging, who got a job, who have ambition, who, like, care about themselves too it's not just the other way around where you know that's what women are looking for in a man but men are looking for that in women as well what do you think are the qualities that good men look for um i honestly do agree that that's what a lot of people are looking for right now and whether that's because they feel like all right well i was walling one i'm not getting the results that i wanted or that I thought I would get by just seeking any and everybody. Now you guys are being more exclusive with yourselves. So I could never be mad at that. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. and then you're looking for qualities in a person because essentially 
you want to build a family, you want to build a marriage. So if you're the only one with these values and morals and, and just like willingness to do certain things, like ambitions or whatever. Um, that work? Yeah, like I don't really see if you're not granted. You could see something in somebody that makes you want to um, delve deeper with them because you feel like you could bring it out. Maybe, you know, you're still in that phase or uh, you, you, you see what they're doing. You see where it's going and you're like, okay, I can add value to this person because I know that I already have this. It's nothing. I could just, you know, add this and then it's going to be lit for them. Right. But that might not always work. And, and then you're losing yourself in, in trying to fix somebody. So I think qualities that a good man looks for is somebody that, yeah, like knows themselves or is willing to learn, like, or is in the process of learning. Um, someone who's educated, maybe it's not like the uh, typical institutions, uh, universities, whatever, but they can have a conversation. Streets of hard knocks, that's what you're saying? Right, like, but... <laughs> They can hold the conversation. They knew who the president is. Right. You know I mean? Like, at least the president, you know? They know there's two chambers of Congress. Yeah, like, there's something, like, something um, so that they can bring them outside <laughs> and introduce them to people. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, like, I think there's, there's, and, and I think it's a beautiful era because it'll cause women to want more for themselves, too, as opposed to getting comfortable with just being there. What is at least one um, of the best qualities from your best partner? Like the best partner you ever had, what was their number one quality? Um, I wouldn't say they were not my number one partner, but one, one of the best qualities that I saw that I, that I had the pleasure of coming across was peace. Because, mm. like, I'm a disturbed person, or was, I would say. I was a disturbed person, and it's like, I felt I felt myself wanting, like, once I got it, I realized that's what I wanted the whole time. Mm. And not to say that, um, not to say that, like, I wanted to take the person's energy. I'm taking your peace. But I found that I'm at peace with you. That's beautiful. Yeah. And and it's nothing. Like, there's nothing happening. Like, it's not that you're doing something specific. It's not that you're saying something specific. It's not It's not one thing. It might be the combination of everything, but just something about your presence or your energy just makes me want to relax. Right, right. Makes me want to calm down. Makes me feel like everything's going to be okay. Like, you know what I mean? But then I have, you know... uh I would say my number one partner, the best quality was, um, dang, he had a lot of really good qualities. He was just a husband, you know what I mean? Like, mm. he was a husband, like, it, I could have saw forever. Mm. And I think that's a really good quality because that's something that you can't really find right now. And that's so, fire to even yeah. say that. I could have saw whatever. Saw, yeah. yeah, I could have saw forever with him. And I, I don't think that that's a, a running theme right now. I don't think people are thinking about forever. They're thinking about, well, let me just get through this day. Or, oh, well, I, I'll deal with them for right now. Like, And it's mm. like, ugh. Like, 
No, for me, forever starts from the moment that I commit to the conversation, like, of of being interested in you. That's where forever could start. Like, I, I don't think it's, like, when we get married. Like, no, like, the, it's everything is in the journey. You spitting right now. You know what I mean? So if, if I decide to let you into my life in that romantic space, forever could start right then. Right. Literally. Right. Like, if you think about it, like, literally, like, this is our origin story. Right, right. The moment so, I looked at you at the coffee shop and said, I, I could see us, you know what I mean? And then to that first date, to that first romantic night, to whatever, yeah, it started at that inception where you allowed that to even be a possibility. Yeah, and then why, like, why I say a husband is because, like, a lot of the qualities that I feel like, uh, not just I want, but I need in a person and a partner um, they had. Like, you know, just they're multifaceted. They can do everything from cook, clean, to garden, and build, and they, they but then they have a nine to five, you know what I mean? So there's the stability. Yeah. And the loyalty and the this and the that and whatever the case may be. So it's like, yeah, they were, the, the quality was they were a husband. I'm so happy that you came across that. That's super dope. I think that's important because when you come across it, it becomes real. Like, even yeah. if it doesn't work out with that individual, you know it exists now. Yeah. So now, it, like, sometimes we don't know what we want until we find it. And then we find it again in someone else or maybe a little bit different. But we set the foundation and we know that it, it exists. Because sometimes society will have us believe that what we want is just so impossible. It, right. Like, no, like. You got to settle at this level or you got to compromise to this level. And yes, you should compromise in your relationships, but you can also find certain components that you didn't think existed. It, it, it took me and I tell this story all the time. It took me bumping into my homegirl, Naomi, to realize that I could have certain type of conversations with women in a particular way that I started to lose faith in being able to have because I it was so long since I came across someone who was willing and able to have the conversations that we have. So um, she's my homegirl, of course. Um, but it, it made me feel like I can find this in a partner. Like I started to lose faith, I think, in the ability to find that in a partner until we um, started to have our conversation. So I think that that is a super dope way of describing it. Um, all right. I know you got to go. So. Before you get out of here, 21 Savage says he could wash his whole freshman class. Yay or nay? That's a wild boy. <laughs> I, listen, he's a wild boy. Pussy. <laughs> but I love 21 Savage. I'm not going to lie. Like, I love him. Yeah. I love him. He put Morgan Freeman on a project. Like, yeah. I mean, that's sound, hard. Like, he's OD. 21 Savage is definitely OD. And just the way he compliments his features is crazy. But 21. now, you got to look at that freshman class. Because that probably was like one of the last real... Decent. Um, yeah, you know, where a lot of them are still relevant and still pushing out hits, charts, that chart. You know what I mean? And 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 um, shifting cultures and stuff like that. So he a wild boy for saying that. Because Kodak, as much as socially Kodak is just... Kodak. In, incomparable sometimes. <laughs> but Kodak Black, 
Kodak Black, what he said, <laughs> but I'm going to fuck your wine wine. <laughs> My name is Kodak Black. But I- Kodak, Uzi is on that. Like, Kodak is crazy. Uzi is crazy. Like, these are giants right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're, they're staples right now. And, and, and I see Uzi in more conversations than I would see 21 Savage. And then I would see Kodak Black. So, although lyrically and bar-wise, bar like, 21 Savage is up there for me. Just consistency and his appeal and, and, and um, his reach and impact. I don't think you see an Uzi. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing I think 21 might have is more songs than Uzi that have been recognizable. Because I'm looking at this list here, and he got a lot of shit, but it's features, though. So he would right. be playing these feature tracks all the time. But Uzi got way big. Like, we all know Uzi's tracks on their own. Uzi's, like, I don't even want to say it. I was going to say it, God, but God forgive me. Forgive me, Lord, for even thinking <laughs> that shit. But, like, he's really, like, a like a king of some shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's really a walking culture stick. Like, yeah. he can, every single thing he does is viral. Like, everybody loves I don't know anybody who doesn't really like Uzi. You know, they might say certain things, but you cannot not like Uzi. You know right. what I mean? Like, he's sweet as fuck, like, randomly. But then, like, he's still from Philly. He still get busy. You know what I mean? Like, he has his white audience, and then he's moshing and this and that. Uzi could walk off the stage, and people will still sell out the next concert. Yeah, nah, Uzi's different. I'm not different. feeling <laughs> Uzi, Uzi is different. Um, Kodak got a lot of hits too. I just I think it it would be a dope three way battle. It would be crazy if it they did crazy. a three way battle. That would be fine. Designer went nuts though. Designer Desi- Designer lost his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Designer got to chill out. Designer is hilarious. <laughs> now he I don't know you you he about to be peak troll because. Cause it's not a it's a, it's not a troll right now that's really like pushing Nas is not Lil Nas X is not really trolling like that. Yeah, he's chilling right the now. The other one who shall not be named is not really doing much. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe he see an opportunity to be the big troll and that'll be his claim to fame. But what sense? <laughs> it's only two designer songs. Two that I know. Oh, Jimmy Jimmy t- Timmy Turner Timmy Turner joint. Timmy Turner. Panda, Panda, and maybe one more. I don't know the third, but one. I can't. You know, I can't put a. Nah, it was just a remix to Panda. That yeah, was it. but he was wild for saying that. He was wild. He was just wild. He's wild. Um, jumping into politics really quick. Midterms are over. There was supposed to be like a real shift of Republicans in the House and the Senate that did not happen. Um, thankfully, probably a lot of it had to do because of abortions, and I'm not saying that. Because I, I'm trying, trying to tell you what party to, to vote for. But there are certain policies that the Republican Party at this moment in time stand for that I think are detrimental. Um, Trump, however, is suggesting that he is going to make an announcement um, November 15th stating that he will be running for president in 2024. So uh, I don't know what crazies are going to jump out the fucking closet because of that. But we know what happened last time. Um, and then we actually have the first Gen Z individual elected into Congress. Shout out to Maxwell Frost. 
um, he got he got voted in, and I believe House of Representatives. He is going to be sitting on the House of Representatives as the first person who is considered to be of Generation Z. And Brittany Griner, unfortunate news: they put her in a forced labor camp in Russia. Um, I don't know if this is to put more pressure for the deals that were supposedly on the table when it came to her to go through. Um, but that's very, very sad, unfortunate news. Um, Silva, you got any last words for the for the people before we get out of here? Brittany's a hostage. That's, that's a, a hostage situation. And I feel like the negotiation should be as such, to be honest. Like, they seen that opportunity, especially with everything that happened with Trump, um, Trump's presidency. I seen they took that opportunity and ran with it, and they trying to get their uh, terrorists freed and and whatever whatever little agendas that they might have underneath this all. But it wasn't about no weed. It wasn't about a vape pen. It wasn't a she is a hostage. This is unfortunate. They gave her what fifteen years or some stupid ass shit like nine. Yeah, nine some long years. time. Yeah, like and then now you're putting her in a labor kid. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. And she's. Sports is such a big thing for America, and sports players are such a big thing for America. Like, I think it's second to soldiers at this point, you know what I mean? So it's like, why is more not being done? Go I, get her. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. A lot of what is done is behind the scenes, and the, the government likes it that way because the more high profile in the media it becomes, the more Russia... Or any other country has leverage. has leverage to start asking for other things. So yeah. they do like to do a lot behind the scenes, but it does unfortunately feel like the story has been buried to some extent and we're not checking for Brittany as much as we should. So um, we definitely need to keep that at the forefront, um, even though it may or may not be detrimental to some extent, but we can't just let it disappear altogether from the news feed. Um, this has been an amazing episode, Silva. I love you. I appreciate I love you. Too. Um, can't wait to do more with you. Can't wait for your next event. But what is that? What is the next thing you got coming? So the next event is my baby, my heart, soul event, heart, soul, the art exhibition. I'm collaborating with the Universal Hip Hop Museum at their Revolution uh, exhibition across the street from the actual museum that will be open hopefully next year. And uh, the theme is Golden Era of Hip Hop. So that's mm. 86 to 90. And um, so I'm going to implement a lot of elements from my original art exhibition while also, you know, uh, they have their exhibitions that's there already, their pieces that's already there. That's like from the culture, the whole, just the whole essence of what the Universal Hip Hop Museum stands for is, uh, I think, very important. And um, what they're doing with the museum is they have, uh, it's going to be 10 stories, eight of them are going to be 100% affordable housing. And then um, on the bottom, it would be the two floors of this futuristic, just revolutionary uh, celebration of hip hop, art, and fashion, and everything like that. So um, definitely excited to be a part of this. So December 11th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., please find me at the Revolution Exhibition across the street from the Universal Hip Hop Museum. But just type in Universal Hip Hop Museum. If it's easier, it's easier. Um, it's on Extension Street. Um, so, yeah, December 11th, December 11th, 1 to 5, 1 to 5. I'm going to feature uh, my veteran artist, John Carl Martin, of course, uh, my, fr- my good friend, uh, Urkel, 
um, uh, Art by Broadway. Um, I'm going to start announcing like some sponsors and different stuff. So, you know, yeah, I'm just hoping to make this a really good event. Um, meaningful. That's, that's, mm. that's, that's what I'm going into. Intentional, meaningful, and acceptance. That's, that's the theme going into next year. That's absolutely beautiful. You do a lot for the culture and this is just another step, um, in addition to that journey. So, uh, I will certainly attempt to go. I know, um, God, depending on what's happening with school at that moment in time. Um, but I, I have it on my calendar. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. y'all. It's a Sunday. Sunday. So yes. For everybody party. else. It's a Sunday. Yes. For me, I might have a 15 Class. page paper yeah. <laughs> going on at that time, but the plan is to make sure that I'm absolutely there at least to show face. Um, so I'm very excited and very proud of you. And every year you just continue to elevate. So, um, again, thank you for coming out. This has been an amazing episode of Dad Hats and Bowties, and we are out of here.